0: Just because UVA is out of the tournament doesn't mean that the tournament has to stop. If I had my druthers, that would be the case. It would end immediately as soon as UVA is out, so it wasn't more salt in the wound, but but not the case. The Sweet 16 and Elite 8 coming up this weekend. Four games Thursday, four games Friday, and then uh, two games Saturday, two games Sunday, before we head to the Final Four down in San Antonio, which apparently is fairly close to... Austin, Texas, where we have some uh, really? some of our sister stations. Of course, Jason Deck is on one of the stations down in Austin, really? and uh, it's like an hour and some change. I'm really upset. I probably, Jason said I could have stayed with him, gone to the Final oh. Four. It would have been a good time, but poor planning on my part.
1: Oh, clearly.
0: Sad. Very sad. You should have won. Uh, that would have been great. Would you have been able to go?
1: Ah, uh, uh-huh. no.
0: Jason but would have would made me awesome. go to a
1: strip club, probably. Yeah, I'm just holding out to go to a Super Bowl weekend one year. That's my bucket list thing. That's what I want to do.
0: You know, we're probably gonna be able to do it at some point if you stick around. If you uh, uh, enjoy I don't, I don't doing this for anywhere. any any uh, extended period of time, if, if I if I don't run you away too terribly quickly. <laughs> uh, your Thursday games, unfortunately, no more day basketball.
2: That oh, was really see, good that time.
0: Was the best. I love day sports. It gives you something to bet on while you're at work. Pay attention while you're at work when you should be working. It's great. You've got a problem.
1: Every show you talk
0: about gambling. <laughs>
1: like I really think you might have a problem. I think you downplay
0: it on the air. I can stop whenever I want. Oh, that's what they all say. Uh, Thursday games: Loyola of uh, Loyola, Chicago, and Nevada. Texas A&M, Michigan uh, coming up after that. Kansas State, Kentucky, then Florida State, Gonzaga. Uh, for me, UVA out, so I don't really have a rooting interest. I would say the three, uh, I guess four ACC teams, Duke, Syracuse, Clemson, and Florida State. Do you have a rooting interest at any point left of, of the teams remaining?
1: Coming up, um, I was a huge Duke fan in my younger days, and then, uh, I haven't been super involved with college basketball until the tournament anyway for the past few years, so. If I'm going to go back, I would hop on the Duke bandwagon again for sure. And I like watching that team play. They are super fun. But the only thing that bugs me about them is, and it never used to be this way, is Coach K has kind of gone the way of Kentucky, and it's just a bunch of one-and-done guys. So you don't grow to love any of these players anymore. Like back in the day, all those guys would stick around three, four years. So you grew to love that group, and you just don't see that anymore. But if I had to pick one, I would go Duke. I know that's not a very popular answer because people love to hate them. They're kind of like the cowboys
0: of college basketball, I guess. Uh, they, they are. They are the, you know, they have had a lot of hate, hateable people. Grayson Allen. A lot of hateable white guys. JJ Reddick, Christian Leitner. I mean, there's a whole 30 for 30 call. I hate, you. Uh, I hate Christian Leitner. I know. Um, for me, it's probably Michigan because Beeline used to coach Michigan. at Richmond and, uh, I just like their uniforms. So, I kind of feel a little
1: bad because on Friday, I guess we talked about it. I said, you know, it could happen. A 16 could be to one. This could be the year. This could be the year. What are you going to do if UVA is the first ever one and they become a, uh, (laughs) they become a trivia question for the rest of our life. And then I, you know, that tip was what, like 9.30 at night? It was, it was late. It was in the 9 p.m. hour. Mm, So I watched. Until maybe close to halftime and then I fell asleep because I had been up since like three forty five that morning, so you know, my eyes just couldn't stay open anymore. And I woke up, the first thing I did was go to my uh, sports app and I opened it up and I saw that score. I said, Nick Bailey is probably hanging himself right now. This this is can't this cannot be real life. I cannot believe that UVA actually lost.
0: Yeah, if I wouldn't have answered my text faster, you probably would have called me like, You're all right, man, yeah. you're good. <laughs> I was gonna be worried about you,
1: but yeah, that's that's bad news. So I, you know, it's got to be crushing for you. But now you're you're pulling for Michigan. You're a Michigan guy. I'm
0: just a very a random worried. team. I'm trying to find like any correlation, to any of these teams to make sense. Hey, Florida State used to have this player named Xavier rathan Mays that I kind of enjoyed. <laughs> Right they had one guy years ago who was cool. I guess I'll go them. We're effort, uh, efforting Kerry Miller on the phone. Hopefully we'll be able to, to reach him soon. Uh, mm-hmm. The one thing about the Sweet 16 that I do enjoy, though, is the cream comes to the top. The cream of the crop comes to the finally. As I, I kind of talked about it on Monday, I love the idea of upsets in the first round. But I do not want to see Loyola of Chicago play Nevada. I don't. It's that's not good basketball to me. I want to see Duke play Kansas in the Final sure. Four. I want to see Michigan play Gonzaga. Villanova play Purdue. I want to see some quality basketball. Loyola Chicago is not good. Like they're not a very good team. They've just they've won two games. But people love a Cinderella,
1: and they love the Nun. They do, but they don't watch the Cinderella team. No, I guess, but it. it I, I see what you mean. That's always been kind of the thing. People want that shocking upset or two. Oh, or three it's gonna in the be great! Round. Yeah, yeah, and it gets people pumped up. But then at the end of the day, you don't want to see a Final Four or an Elite Eight with these Cinderellas. It's just not super fun.
0: As cool as Butler was at back-to-back tournament championships, that was awesome. I don't really care about Butler. I still don't care don't about know. Butler. Brad Stevens was the coach. We don't tune in to watch the coach. Tune in to watch the players. I and mean, they had decent amount of names, but yeah it still like was not a good time for me and I hope i I wish little Chicago and Nevada could both lose. Somehow they both like can't field a team for You're the next game. You're just going to be so bitter the rest of this tournament and just
1: hate on everything. Just I hate college poo-poo basketball. poo the entire thing. Cancel the tournament. It's over. UVA's out, so let's just cancel the whole thing. And what makes it even worse is they were like the number one overall seed. Okay, they all right. To the 68th seed. No <laughs> the lowest possible seed. And I did feel bad for you, man. I did feel I bad. I did. No why? I mean, I, mean, I didn't. I was kind of chuckling a
0: little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the one thing that made me like actually happy about the rest of the tournament is another one seed went down. Xavier went down, so I was like, "Ooh, yeah, UFA's not the only one seed to go down." Not I mean, the first that round.
1: Great.
0: That's true. Oh man! Now when I'm ro- I'm really rooting for every 16 seed from here to eternity. Like, right, come on, don't be the only one. Make it you two in 100 it. and some change.
1: Yeah, you got to hope it happens again because for UVA to be the answer to that trivia question (laughs) for the rest of time is going to be no fun. Are you going to get your free Little Caesars?
0: No, I hate Little Caesar pizza.
1: They don't advertise, right? Uh, no. Congress?
0: Congress? Uh, Congress. We, we,
1: what? What? Fit?
0: Uh, uh, I love Little Caesars Pizza. <laughs> they're
1: the best pizza around.
0: Yay! <laughs> no, I'd really, uh, I really, I enjoyed Little Caesar's pizza, Caesars pizza directly out of the oven. But when you show up there, and uh, then all of a sudden their pizza's been sitting there forever. Hey, guys out there, you can stop trying to call them. I see they're trying to call him like eighty-seven times. He's forty-seven missed calls on his phone. Carry me a letter, bleach report there. Uh, I don't know if they're listening to me. Uh, whatever. They can keep calling him and make a fool of himself. So <laughs> the uh, but the pizza's good, but not directly, directly out of the oven. It's good, but if you sit there for a while, it's not very yeah. good. I
1: don't
0: know. Free pizza is free pizza, though, Nick. How's like, it work? Do you like goodies. to show up and say, give me pizza?
1: Uh, I believe so. I think it's a small window. I think it's like from 11 until 1 p.m. You go to any part. I think, you know, the whole thing where it's any participating Little Caesars, you just waltz on in. You say you want the free lunch combo and voila. And I'm sure it's like a wall supplies last kind of deal. Mm -hmm. But that's good news for everybody who's not a UVA fan. And if you are a UVA fan, you can go crying to your pizza. Maybe that'll soothe Mm the pain a little bit. So I suggest that's what we do. I think it's April 2nd, something like that. Uh we'll go to a little Caesars, I'll pick you up a lunch combo, I'll bring it to your office, and you can just cry in your lonely dark office, listen to that song over and over, and just eat your delicious pizza, maybe that'll cheer you up.
0: Hello, darkness, my old friend. I actually may have That's shed terrible. a tear or two. Alright, finally, the persistence of the producers. I apologize to Carrie, probably has thirty seven missed calls. Oh, yeah. maybe thirty eight. Uh, but he is a Nationals fan, I'm a UVA fan, and a Nats fan, So I, and a Capitals fan. I love postseason uh, distress. I like being upset when it comes to the postseason, apparently, with my teams. Mm-hmm. And Kerry uh, Miller, Bleacher Report, joins us on the phone right now. Kerry, have you enjoyed the tournament so far? Because uh, coming up on Thursday, you're going to see the highly touted matchup of Loyola-Chicago and Nevada.
2: I have enjoyed it, and my apologies.
0: I, I oh, no worries, no
2: cell phone. I wasn't sitting by the home phone, so I had missed calls, but I didn't hear them.
0: (laughs) No worries at all. Don't worry about it. Uh, I appreciate them uh, helping us out out there, and I appreciate you coming on. Uh, But so far, give me, we talked about this earlier in the week, your uh, number one highlight from the tournament, because there's been a few buzzer beaters, there's been the the upsets, uh, but give me your highlight of the tournament.
2: Uh, Highlight's got to be Sister Jean and the, the Harry Potter fans at Loyola Chicago just becoming a a national phenomenon. I mean, she's been the, you know, the team chaplain there for 25 years, and now just all of a sudden, overnight, she's the biggest viral sensation in the world. I mean, I'm usually not a uh, a human interest stories type of junkie, but I'm soaking up all the Sister Jean stories I possibly can. Um, you know, it's been a, a while since we had a real Cinderella story, I mean Syracuse made the Final Four as a 10 seed a couple of years ago um, UCLA made it as an 11 seed a few rounds, but those aren't Cinderella teams, like you got to go back to Florida Gulf Coast in 2013 to find the last real Cinderella
0: Now, did you see the Knoxville radio host, uh, whoever his name was, it doesn't matter, put bleep sister Jean, he wrote F sister Jean, and then put everyone after, I mean, he's a Tennessee radio host, after Loyola Chicago beat Tennessee, he tried to pass it off It was just a joke and he wasn't being emotional. That rings a little bit of emotion.
2: Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I, I didn't realize it was a radio host. I thought it said in his, his bio that he was like a meteorologist or something. I was going to make huh. a joke about it. <laughs> like, why would you say something like that? Um, I mean, not just because of the, you know, it's whatever. Wh- whether she's a chaplain or just a, a sweet old lady, why would you ever say, you know, F that person? That's just crazy.
0: <laughs> I agree. The uh, The keyboard warriors uh, are at it again, and this time we all agree, which is crazy, that uh, he, he's an a-hole for, for typing that. Uh, but let's go to the, the bigger players here two one seeds remain Villanova and Kansas but has there been a dominant team so far Duke is in the Sweet 16 feel like we haven't talked about them a lot are they just quietly advancing and now they're going to get to play Syracuse an ACC opponent Uh, but has there been a team that you go alright I feel comfortable betting a lot of money on this team winning the national championship more than when you're going into the tournament
2: yeah I think it's You know, heading into the tournament, I thought that Villanova was the team to beat, so I'm not surprised that they're taking care of business. I'm not surprised that they're jacking up a lot of threes and making a lot of them. I think they made 31 in the first two rounds. Um, So certainly not surprised to see them doing that well. Duke is the other team that's, you know, I just had a power rankings piece come out today. I feel like it's a, a 1A, a 1B, and then just a... A long way down the list to, to three for Kansas for May. But Duke and Villanova definitely look like the teams to beat. Um, if they can keep that going this weekend and then face each other in the Final Four, I feel like that will be a good, you know, kind of a, a power teams type of Final Four pairing um, coming away from what felt just like a completely chaotic first weekend of the tournament. Um, you know, best-case scenario on the other side is going to be Kentucky against, I guess, Michigan, which is good for, you know, historically speaking, but this season in particular, it's a, a bit of a weird Final Four pairing, so, you know, if you like the getting the best teams in San Antonio for the last weekend, uh, Villanova and Duke is where it's at right now.
0: Yeah, I'm all for that. that'd be a, that'd be a really good matchup and uh, much better than Loyola Chicago and Nevada. I'm just salty. I'm just a, you, you gotta work with me. The Virginia is salt news. is just uh, going still still in me. Uh, so let's talk about the Virginia game. Lose to UMBC, they're a meme forever until a number, number another number sixteen seed beats a one. They didn't get beat. They got destroyed by 20 points. Like UMBC almost covered. The the spread for UVA and they were a 22 point favorite. Like it's just all of the stats were mind blowing. People said DeAndre Hunter. I think the bench should be able to beat the number 16 seed for UVA. What went wrong in your opinion for UVA in that game against UMBC?
2: Yeah, I mean they just from the get go they just didn't seem to care. Uh, it looked like they felt they could just go out there and jack up bad threes and would make enough of them. They'd be able to beat, you know, a a bad 20 that, that kind of takes away from calling them a bad team. But they lost by, what, 44 to Albany a few weeks before that. They looked like absolute garbage in the second round against Kansas State, especially on offense. So that's a team that Virginia should have been able to beat in its sleep, and it looked like it tried to do that. I think that was the problem. And, you know, once it got to halftime, it was. I think they were tied at 21 or, or something very Virginia score-like like that. But once it got there and they believed that they could do it, the UMBC just came out with fire in the second half. And it, it felt like until about five minutes left in the game that Virginia didn't really have that, you know, oh, crap, this is happening, we better wake up moment. And by then it was way too late.
0: Talking to Kerry Miller, BleacherReport.com, at James on Twitter and one of the uh, the the bigger things that i feel like not enough people are talking about is UNC losing and they were a 2 seed they had to make the change to a smaller lineup early in the season i thought it did well at times but it wasn't it's not really Roy Williams thing to to have the smaller lineup uh, do you think that was a a reason for them losing because once again the bench should be able to beat uh, you know they're a 2 seed they should be able to make it out of the first weekend what went wrong for UNC
2: Problem in that game and all season long, really. I mean, for the first two months or so, Roy Williams really tried to make it work with Sterling Manley, Garrison Brooks, Brandon Huffman, you know, some combination of those three. Um, they seemed to, one of them always seemed to be on the floor, and it never worked out. Eventually, he finally kind of gave up and decided to go small with Cam Johnson at the four, and that's not. The way you beat Texas A&M, which has a 6'10" center, a 6'10" power forward, a 6'10" small forward, and a 6'9" guard in DJ Hogue, like that, that was such a size disadvantage for them. And that's the type of team it was going to take to beat North Carolina. I really thought, um, you know, once they got going, once Kenny Williams was hitting shots once Cam Johnson was kind of solidified as a, a guy who could rebound, all of a sudden I started to buy into them. Like, I was very, very low on North Carolina before the season. I didn't even want to rank them in our top 25 because I didn't think they were going to be any good because of that problem in the post, um, not having any established big men. But by the time the tournament started, I was like, wow, they could actually make the title game for a third consecutive year, and it doesn't seem like anybody's talking about that. and I guess there's there's no reason to talk about that anymore. But that was just a, a rough matchup for them, even in you know what should have been a, a home game for them in Charlotte.
0: Well, let's look at the Sweet sixteen Sweet sixteen matchups for the first day. That's tomorrow. Uh, which one of them, the four: Loyola Chicago, Nevada, Texas A and M, Michigan, Kansas State, Kentucky, Florida State, Gonzaga, has the must watch tag from Kerry Miller. Uh,
2: the must watch tag probably Michigan, Texas A and M. Um, just because both of those teams, you you never know what you're going to get. If the teams that were playing in February show up, Michigan wins by 30. If the teams that played in the first weekend of the tournament show up, Texas A&M wins by 30. It's just there's no telling which of those teams is going to do what. Um, Texas A&M usually pretty good three-point defense. Michigan usually a really good three-point shooting team. Um, again, the size could be a real factor for the Aggies because Michigan has Mo Wagner and not a whole lot else. I mean, John Teske is a big dude, but he doesn't play more than like 12 minutes a game. So I think if A&M is able to just dominate in the paint and look like they want to be there, play like the team that we saw all throughout non-conference play when they were number five in the nation at one point, A&M should win that game, and I think that would surprise a few people.
0: Now let's look ahead to Friday, same question. Bunch of great matchups, Clemson-Kansas, Syracuse-Duke, West Virginia-Villanova, Texas Tech-Purdue. That Villanova-West Virginia one has, has my eye because how physical West Virginia is. And you just said you felt like Villanova from the jump was the team to beat.
2: Yeah, I think that's a bad matchup for West Virginia. West Virginia every year for the last four years has been just that ultimate wild card based on the talent of the point guard that it is facing, and I think going up against Jalen Brunson, who had like one or two bad games all season where he committed more than three turnovers, like that's going to be rough for Javon Carter and company to to create steals, get that fast break offense that they thrive on. If you can force West Virginia to play half court sets and on both offense and defense, you can really crush them. I think that's why they went. 0-3 oh, against Kansas this year. That's why they struggled against uh, Texas Tech. I think they went 2-1 and one in those games, but one of them was like a one-point game. It's just a team that can control the pace and not get frazzled by that pressure should be able to beat them. I think Jalen Brunson is, you know, if you're going to pick anybody in the country for that job, he would be the guy.
0: All right, final question. Trey Young announces he's going to the NBA after just one year at Oklahoma. They struggle down the stretch. They lose in the first weekend of the tournament. I don't know how much NBA you watch. How do you think his game will translate to the the professional ranks?
2: I watch very, very little NBA playoffs, and that's about it. But hey, me too. I think he's going to be great. Um, you know, a lot of his stats were just because he had to do so much on this team but like he could have averaged close to 20 assists per game. I know that's insane to mm-hmm. say but the way that he his vision and his willingness to pass the ball um, will translate so well to the next level once he has guys around him who can actually shoot. Um, the guy that I've compared him to at the NBA level was John Wall's first season in the NBA or maybe it was his second season where got to the point where I was counting, like, should-be assists, where he was just setting up, you know, Jordan Crawford and Andre Blatch and Nick Young for all these open looks, and they would throw up air balls or or horrible bricks.
0: Yeah, man, I, I went back and looked at that uh, roster from his rookie season. A bunch of journeymen now. Uh, that, that roster was absolutely horrible. Uh, but I appreciate it, Kerry. You can read his stuff dot BleacherReport.com. Follow him on Twitter, at James. Enjoy the rest of the tournament, Kerry. Maybe we'll uh, catch up to you before the final four.
2: You got it. Whenever you want to uh, talk about Nationals during the season, even though I don't cover yeah. baseball, uh, I, I'm going to be, you know, I'm always down for Nationals talk.
0: <laughs> sounds good to me. Hopefully they can uh, make it out of the first round of the playoffs. That's all I want.
2: It's nothing crazy. That well, would be a nice change.
0: Here we go Carrie Miller bleachreport.com appreciate him joining us uh, uh the Nationals we're not going to get into that that's a whole long, that's another one of these Hello,
1: darkness, my old God your sports life is just so sad it's miserable but
0: nothing see, even these two good. teams are good
1: enough to break your heart in the end my teams never get that far. So I don't know what Street feels like yet.
0: I uh, My team has won the Super Bowl. Colts have won the Super Bowl in my lifetime. I've seen it with my own two eyes. It was amazing. It was something yeah. I've never felt before. But I would rather have a World Series ring than a, than oh, a Super yeah. Bowl. Because he the World these, Series, 162 games, it feels yeah. so much bigger.
1: That so was like one or two years old the last time the O's won one. So it's been a long time. Um, that's, oh, that's... how I geez. want that. I want that bad. Well, Ripken's like rookie I year die. was
0: the last time, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yep. So it's been many moons. Rough. Uh,
0: all right, well, that's your college basketball preview. Looking ahead to tomorrow, four games Thursday, four games Friday, and then we'll have Saturday, Sunday for the Elite Eight. And we'll have our final four teams by the time we talk next Monday. Take a pause. When we get back, I love looking at old draft classes. It's one of my like oh. side notes, like redrafting and like looking at, uh, well, this you're team could have gone there. I enjoy doing that. I take it lightly. I'm not – some people are, like, so serious. Like, I can't believe this team didn't do that. It's like, yeah, I'm sure every team is kicking themselves. They didn't draft Tom Brady first overall. Uh, Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Exactly. But I enjoy going to see the successes of some of these quarterback classes. What has everyone been saying? Oh, well, you have – Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, uh, Sam Darnold, Ma- Lamar Jackson. This could be the greatest quarterback draft class of all time. Well, let's go and look at other great quarterback draft classes and have a little, nice. little history discussion. I enjoy that. All right. I'm into that. Uh, so let's do that next. Nick Bailey, Nick Chappell with you until 5 o'clock on Sports Radio 850, 96.5 FM. I like playing this going into segments where people make mistakes. Yep. One of my favorite uh, shows of all time. A couple of these draft classes, it works out well for teams because they got quarterbacks that did well, but they're drafted well below their value. Hey, 32 teams missed them, in Tom Brady's case, multiple times. And uh, the Patriots were lucky enough to snag them. And then you have, uh, you look at like um, Russell Wilson, even Kirk Cousins, we could say was yeah. was underdrafted and, and people weren't very smart. So let's take a gander there Nick Chappell, at some nice. of the best draft classes. I'm going to start off with with some stats. You ready for some stats? Brace yourself.
2: Fire
1: away.
0: Since the 1983 draft, there have been five there have been 453 quarterbacks selected by NFL wow. teams. That's crazy. And of those 453, six are in the Hall of Fame. Five more probably are going to be locks, but aren't eligible yet. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Ben Roethlisberger. So let's go with 11 Hall of Fame. That still seems really low. Since 1983. Since wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, 38 have played at least 10 seasons as an NFL starter. That's really low. 453, yeah. only 38. 48 had a winning record, minimum of 50 starts. 72 were elected to a Pro Bowl. 169 were the primary starter for a team for at least one season. And that's the stat that blows my mind. Yeah, wow. 453 quarterbacks and only 169 were the primary starter for a team for at least one season. Uh, 175 never started a game in the NFL. 190 never even threw a touchdown pass. And 263 threw at least one touchdown pass, but 124 of them threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Wowzers. So not a lot of success for the 453 quarterbacks. If you take a look at the uh, percentages, does not really work out for a lot of them. Not at all. So let's go through some of the the best draft classes, the ten best in the last 35 years. Should we start at number ten? Just, uh, yeah, of just for for you know starting at number one doesn't you seem to work be your right. Always way up. Uh, 1987, the best. Vinny Testaverde, first round, number one overall. Uh, four quarterbacks in the first round, 19 quarterbacks were drafted in 1987. Wow. Uh, Rich Gannon, Steve Berline, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Chris Miller. In the first round, number six overall, Kelly Stofer I've never heard of him. What the him. hell is that? Never heard of him. That was the worst. I Let's go to... You say six overall pick? Six. Uh, uh, 19. Oh, yeah, he was the number six overall pick, Wow. Kelly Stouffer. Hmm. Rough. Uh, then, the number nine... Right be the 2000 draft? Tom Brady was part of the 2000 draft. Uh, sixth round, number 199 overall. Chad Pennington, Mark Bulger was part of that draft class. One first round quarterback and 12 quarterbacks drafted. The worst though, Giovanni Carmazzi, third round, number 65. I've never heard of that guy before. Wow. Have you heard Bob of him? Brady will. Never let you forget that he was
1: drafted that low. It's really annoying, by the way. It is kind of annoying at this point. We
0: get it. You're really good, though, now. Who cares? Uh, the 2008 draft class, and these just get better. Uh, the best would be Matt Ryan. First round, number three. Joe flacco Henne, also taken in those. Uh, first round, quarterbacks two and 13 quarterbacks drafted in the 2008 draft. The worst, Brian Brom.
1: So funny Second round, remember- number
0: fifty-six.
1: Any of these guys, and that was just ten years ago. Brian I don't even remember Brom. who Brian Brom is. How quickly um, we forget. Where do you think Brian Brom played? Take a guess. Uh, I'm gonna say a smaller school, somewhere in the Midwest.
0: He played. He Not is like a. Kind of guy. He played for the Las Vegas Locomotives in some different league. Uh, he played in the Canadian league. He played at Louisville. Backs taken in the first round uh, were Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco.
1: So two solid dudes, yeah. and Chad Henney was just kind of floundering around. I he guess. was
0: there. He was, he was there. there. He was not hurt no feelings. Uh two thousand one. Crazy to me, I think, the the part of thing kind of the thing I want to get at here. A lot of these quarterbacks that were like, oh man, they were the best part of this draft were not in the first round, or like toward the end of the first round, they weren't yeah. always the highly touted guys. I'm not saying six round picks because those are outliers, but there's been plenty of second, third round guys sure. that have gone to do well. Look at the two thousand and one draft class. Drew Brees was second, number 32 overall. Second round, number 32. Was there not? Uh, whatever. Michael Vick was uh, also drafted there. The worst, Chris Winkie. Oh,
1: my God. He played for Florida State, right? Yep. He was really old Fourth in college. Round,
0: number like he was
1: twenty-eight-year-old rookie or something ridiculous. He was an really? old man. Yeah, dude. If you go back and look at the numbers, I'm pretty sure I, I, he. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but he was definitely an older guy in college and uh, came into the pros is, you know, somewhat of an advanced age, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I remember Chris Winkie. Man, he was pretty good at FSU. No. So
0: much in the pros. I want to say you got
1: drafted by like Carolina or somebody.
0: Michael Vick was the only first round draft pick, uh, first round uh, quarterback taken, and that, of course, was number one overall to the
1: I, Falcons. Yeah, I don't remember Breeze and Vick going in the same draft.
0: And, that and That's what I'm trying so to like. Ago. It's yeah. saying, like, you know, remember, it's like, what's like history wise, like uh, Helen Keller and Martin Luther King were born in the mm-hmm. same year. Like, for some reason, I just put them, compartmentalized them in completely yeah. different parts in, in, in time.
1: It's so funny that you play that what if game, but what if Vic didn't get busted for that whole dog ring thing that happened? Like, what would have happened to him?
0: I mean, like he already just, transcended the NFL. He already had the greatest uh, Nike commercial ever, the Vic absolutely. experience roller coaster commercial. Uh, what could have been? It is true. Uh, oh well, that's a bummer. I'm trying to find how old Chris Winkie was when he was I drafted. want to say
1: he was pretty old. You keep going, and I'll try to find
0: it. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. He's 45 now, so he had to have been. Ooh, geez, he had to have yeah, been up what there. That's I'm
1: saying. I mean, do some math. I mean, I was told there'd be no math.
0: Right. I mean, Drew Brees is 38.
1: Yes. Yeah, he must so have so been really was, old.
0: He was an old guy. Uh Let's keep going, though. That was a 2001. The 1998 draft is is my favorite th- draft, though. Uh, number one overall. Peyton Manning to the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Hasselbeck, Charlie Batch, and Brian Greasy also drafted. They had some pretty decent careers. The worst, though, Mm. first round, the number two overall, Ryan Leaf.
1: Oh, man. That is a name nobody will ever forget because leading all the way up, it's who's going to be one, who's going to be two, who's better. Some people had Ryan Leaf as the best quarterback out there.
0: And it was a complete discussion. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. we'll probably look back at the draft this year and laugh at the discussions that we're having of who should they take.
1: Oh, absolutely. We always do that. Like seven, eight years down the road, when everything shakes out, like I can't believe we thought that guy was any good. We could be saying that about like a Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. eight years from now. Uh, the
0: 1993 draft will pull some heartstrings for you, Nick Chappell. Drew oh, yeah. Bledsoe. Uh, Drew Bledsoe was taken first round, number one. Mark Brunel, Elvis Garbrack, and Trent Green were also taken. Mark Brunel
1: Mark Brunel. Hey, don't you don't trip on Mark Brunel, man. He had some good years with the Jags and with the Redskins.
0: Uh I've never heard of this name and he was taken number 2 overall, Rick Meyer? Rick Meyer. M I R E R, maybe saying his name wrong.
1: What year was this draft again?
0: 1993.
1: I want to say he played for
0: the I wasn't Patriots. born yet.
1: Or no, the Seahawks. I think he played for the Seahawks.
0: Rick Meyer? Mar- Meyer. Yeah. yeah, Meyer. Uh no, 2005, Aaron Rodgers, first round number 24 overall. They still had Brett Favre, so I'm uh, people were questioning that move. Uh, Alex Smith, talk about yeah. Alex Smith and Jason Campbell were both taken to the same year. look at
1: that connection there. And
0: look at uh, what Jason Campbell's doing now. Uh, uh Kyle Orton nothing is also in the same wow. See like that's why I look at like looking at these. Aaron Rodgers is about to be considered one of the greatest of all time. Alex yeah. Smith just got traded to the Redskins and he's having a pretty successful NFL career. Sure. Jason Campbell was a Redskins pick and he was bounced out of the league. Kyle Orton retired because he was tired of freaking changing zip codes so many times cuz playing for so many teams. <laughs> and David Green was the
1: worst. Who is David Green? That's my favorite part. I don't even remember a lot of these guys at all like David Green who the hell was that I'm sure there's Third like round number 85
0: overall I'm sure there's somebody listening going I do not know David Green you idiots uh, he was drafted by the Seahawks played for yeah, the Patriots uh, the Chiefs the Colts never heard of him went to Georgia alright there's uh, there's 2005 we continue the list the 2012 NFL draft this is a big draft and if you're a Redskins fan
2: hello darkness my
0: you ain't lying <laughs> They say the best is Russell Wilson.
1: Uh, I mean, I think right now you got yeah, guys got a ring. Yeah. Uh,
0: the others, though, taken. This list is mind-blowing. It's crazy. Andrew Luck, Kirk Cousins, Nick Foles, RG3, and Ryan Tannehill. That is insane. So Andrew Luck is still a starting quarterback. Russell Wilson still a starting quarterback. Kirk Cousins just got paid. He's the highest paid quarterback of all time. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Yep. Robert Griffin III won Rookie of the Year, had a masterful rookie season. You can't take yep. that away from him. He's out of the league. Ryan Tannehill has signed an extension, still the starting quarterback mm-hmm. in Miami. The worst, though, the Cleveland Browns drafting Brandon Weaving. First round, number 22. Um.
1: Oh, Brown.
0: He was one I of mean, those that was really old coming out of college.
1: And this list only looks better now because Nick Foles is now a Super Bowl champion.
0: It's Put true. the Eagles on his back and took him to. Yeah, the I would. We'd Bowl probably be discussing Nick Foles a little differently if it wasn't for oh, that course. whole Super Bowl ring he won last year.
1: Yeah, but I mean, look at this list. I and mean, Andrew Luck really hasn't panned out quite yet. I mean, because he's so hurt all the time. But I mean, he did some mm-hmm. really good things in his first few years. He's now the he just best. can't find the football. Field. Well, let, let him get through
0: 16 games again first before we go. I, I don't even think he can pick up a football yet. He said he's um, not throwing footballs. He's throwing things that are heavier than footballs, oh,
1: which is just like the most
0: caveman Andrew Luck thing to say. He better heal up, and he's just going to be throwing that remote across the room. He's never going to find the field again. <laughs> Two I mean, more draft classes. Yeah, Russell Wilson is uh, killing it out oh, there, that's and great. he's watching TV. Uh, 2004, this, uh, I, I think the – the 30-for-30, 30 30, if there's not one already. And there's one for the Elway Marino. But 2004, Phillip Rivers, first round number four to the Giants. And then you had Eli Manning to the Chargers. And then they they did the old flip rooney Yeah. The old trade rooney uh, Also taken was Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the worst, jeez, I know this name for some reason, G.P. Loesman.
1: Yeah, that does sound like a
0: familiar name. Drafted by the Raiders, number twenty. Oh, but the okay. Bills, number 22. Yeah, the Bills, Bills, number 22 overall. Play yeah. with the Raiders See, for a second.
1: This is a great draft class. I just have a problem with it because they say the best is Phillip Rivers, and then they say others, Big Ben, Eli, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. The order of that seems off to me. Why isn't Big Ben or Eli, quote, unquote, the best?
0: Both Uh, of those guys have two rings.
1: Yeah, Philip Rivers, granted, he's going to fill up a stat sheet, and he's a great football player, but you got to think Big Ben or Eli, because Eli's got two rings. Ben has, does he have two, or is it
0: just one? Mm Ben has two. Couple. He has two. He has okay, one okay. with uh Bill Cower and uh, I think it was XL in yeah, Detroit right. and then he beat yep. the Cardinals, right? Okay in yep, uh you're right. one
1: w- right. with uh Mike Tomlin. So yep. yeah, so how were one of those guys not number one for this draft class? That doesn't make any sense. So that's my only gripe with that. Other than that, that's an amazing draft class.
0: Oh man, that year was the same year where the Redskins drafted Sean Taylor. Oh, that's D'Angelo right. D'Angelo right? Hall came out in that draft yes, class. There is a bunch of oh. crazy players that were drafted. You know there were 17 quarterbacks drafted that year? 17. The average to me
1: so far looks like anywhere between like 13 to 15 every year.
0: But 17 is, is, is extreme. High. I'm trying to go through to find like what quarterbacks were taken besides the ones we named. Uh, I see J.P. Loesman. Matt Schaub from UVA was wow, taken that okay. year. Uh, you had Luke McCown. Who made himself a, a you know a, a career backup, which is a great job to have. Learned to hold that that uh, clipboard well, uh, but you know there's some. It's crazy to go back. Andy Hall, I've never owned, no idea who that Andy is. Andy Hall, Josh Harris to the Ravens, no idea who that is. Jeff Smoker, Josh Navari, John Navari, I don't know who, who that are all is. these people. But hey, th- they were drafted, got themselves a, an early contract. I guess. Oh, all of Andy them are in like the later rounds. Boo. Never mind. I thought it was a bunch of like early round guys. Uh, the best draft class though, according to USA Today, the 1983 draft class, and I am yeah. hard pressed to find a better one. You're John Elway, one. Dan Marino, and Jim Kelly. The worst though, Todd Blackledge. He was number seven overall. Rough wow. break for that guy. 16 quarterbacks drafted, six of them in the first round. Six quarterbacks in the first round. That's insane. Elway, Marino,
1: and Jim Kelly. How many Super Bowls did those guys go to collectively?
0: All to the Hall of Fame.
1: That is fantastic. All of the Hall of Fame. I don't think you're ever going to find a draft class that's going to be able to go up against that. That 2012 looked like it it may have a chance to, or it did have a chance anyway. Mm -hmm. Not so much now. Well, I mean, I guess the jury's still out somewhat. But uh, this 83 draft class, I don't think...
0: Any quarterback class is ever gonna be able to touch that. What those guys did. It's about the it. most quarterbacks taken in the first round of the modern era era. Wow. Uh so well, the quarterbacks taken. About- Five or six going this year. This year, I think there's about five or six they were saying could go in the first round. I, it's going to be broken just because the quarterback position is so heralded. You overdraft a quarterback. Sure. Uh, but they have Elway. Uh, there was Todd Blackledge, I mentioned, in the first round. Jim Kelly, Tony Eason. Uh, you also had Ken O'Brien. Dan Marino was taken there. Do you know who the Redskins took at 28th overall in um, 1983? No,
1: 1983.
0: It's um, a good thing. Daryl Green. I was going to
1: say, I swear to God, I was going to say Daryl Green. Uh, sure.
0: Right on the tip uh, of your uh, tongue, right? I was No. I was trying to do <laughs> some math real quick in my head. Mm-hmm. The fastest man in football. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, the draft was 12 rounds, though, through 1992 and eight rounds in 93 before that's adopting the current seven-round format. That's crazy. Hey, my baseball, mind. i got a plan. Go look what the NFL Whoa. did, and they shortened their draft. Now, well, I mean, think about baseball, though. There, are, That's yeah. a lot of teams to fill with the minors involved. Right. 12 rounds, I would. That's nice. I already don't know. I love college football to death, and I feel like I know college football really well. And by the time they get to, like, third round, I'm already going, I have no idea who those guys are. No,
1: I would say, like, pretty much the start of the fourth round, I'm turning the channel, and I'll just kind of follow the ticker later and see who took who. Mm -hmm. I don't like the Mr. Irrelevant thing, though. That's always really fun. I think they get a car, right? Yeah, they get something. I don't know if it's a car, but they do get some kind of cool prize. I would love to see the worst draft classes. Like, what just went Ooh. horrible. I'm sure there's got to be that
0: list out there somewhere. You're going to see a lot of Browns quarterbacks on that list. <laughs> I mean, the Johnny Men's, just Oops. I mean, the Browns draft, the quarterback Browns. draft list. It's low-hanging fruit, but Brandon Whedon really, Johnny Manziel. I don't know, we were all excited about Johnny Manziel. Not me. You didn't Either like him that. from the jump? Nope, nope, nope. I always
1: thought he was a flash in the pan, just a flashy player. I never thought he was going to amount to anything. That I can't say I was right about. What, Johnny Manziel?
0: Now. You felt good yeah. about that?
1: Oh, yeah. I knew he was going to suck. And lo and behold, a lot of it was self-destructive as well. And I don't hope for that on anybody, but even when he was on the field, he wasn't any good.
0: Uh, let's see. I found I found a list, and it actually is really awful. Uh, 2013 had E.J. Manuel and Geno Smith the lone first and second mm. round picks.
1: Mm, I think Gino delicious. Smith, most
0: people remember him for getting punched in the locker room by a teammate. I.K. Incambali, or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Mike Glennon, Ryan Nese- uh, Naseeb, Landry Jones, Brad Sorensen, and Sean Renfrey were also all taken. Wow. That is yeah, pretty terrible. Pretty awful. In uh, 2007, you had Jay Cutler, but you also had Vince Young, Matt Leinart, Kellen Clem- Clemens, uh, Brody Croyle, Tavares Jack- Jackson, and Bruce Grodkowski. That's awful. Ooh, that is so yeah, bad. These are not good. Uh Yes, yeah, so there you go. There's some Way of the, the worst. The yeah, seriously. Hey, Brown's quarterback room. Hello, darkness, You're not Now that, that I have up, on a okay. hot key, I'm just going to press it a thousand times. man, oh man look at you go. I'm going to burn that into the ground. All right, take a final break. When we get back, we'll wrap up the show with something out of nowhere. I'm going to ask you a live question. I asked the, I asked Jason a little earlier in the three o'clock hour. So it's a new audience. They haven't heard my new question. I want to ask you because I think you almost fit into, into my camp in the questions. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. We'll wrap up the show next. Nick Bailey, Nick Chapel with you on Sports Radio 850 965 FM. I feel like even if Robert Delong couldn't sing, he's so talented with all the different instruments and electronic wow. stuff he did, he'd make um, he'd make just as much money doing that. For those of you who don't know Robert DeLong, he's a literal one
1: man show when he performs live. He's got Great. all these contraptions and uh computer up, and some of the noises he makes, he uses like old school video game systems and controllers and mm-hmm. things. It's
0: crazy. It's one of the coolest live shows you can ever see. Yeah, if they come in town, we'll certainly let everybody know. Absolutely. Uh but Nick Bailey, Nick Chappell, program director, ninety six X, co host with me Monday through Friday.
1: Wednesday through Friday. Let's Wednesday not throw in two extra Friday.
0: days. I was only paid to be here three days a week. <laughs> No more, no less. Uh but Hi. five o'clock, we will be off the air. Hi, Christy. She's out there <laughs> staring at me for some reason. Uh but my question to you is about how difficult as an adult male it is to find other adult male friends. So difficult. It is the worst. All of my friends went off to college. They mm-hmm. all like uh they've uh, made a made a life They're at in their college town and they went somewhere else. Like, one's in New York, one's down in Florida. Like, they're all doing that. And now I find myself, since I was the one that stayed home and didn't go to college, like, I want to go hang out with like dude friends, guy friends. But I want to make new guy friends, and it's real weird. It's like I, I feel like I need to go on dates with guys to find out if we're compatible to be friends uh-huh. or not. We don't go to me and you know you and I don't go to bars. We uh, we get called square squares by the well, the, the yeah. general public. Finding friends that are uh, other males is very difficult at our age.
1: What needs to happen is there needs to be, like, a Tinder oh, but for
0: awesome. friends only. You know
1: what I mean? Like, for, you don't want to take it to that next level. But, you know, you're just a lonely dude, maybe in a new town. You want to make some friends. But, you know, it's awkward. I mean, you don't go to a bar to pick up a friend. You go to a no. bar to pick up somebody you want to sleep with. So if there was, like, a Tinder app where you could just – I don't know what they would call it. But this, I'm just shooting this off the top of my head. But uh, a place where you could go to find people who are like-minded and uh, you could become buddies with, I think that would be a pretty good thing to create. Just saying. A friender? A fr-
0: Ooh, friender. There you go. All right, Mark Cuban, sup? Let's make it happen. Yeah, let's tank Shark tank. This thing.
1: <laughs> Yeah, let's make some money, Nick. Let's go.
0: Now, the the weird part about making a friender, and I'm going to be pushing this, and if anyone steals my idea, I just ask for Your 100. idea. I just ask, ask for <laughs> 100% royalties. That's it. Right. Um the it, the the awkwardness of like had fun tonight let's do it again like then it becomes weird i don't know first text like who texts first and then i feel yeah. like it's almost dating i looked online for like meetup.com it has a bunch of groups they get together and do a bunch of things like underwater hockey which was wow. weird i i like hockey and i like swimming i don't want to be underwater hockey uh but Uh, Someone, I talked about this a couple days ago, and it was like uh, early in the show, and someone said, uh, uh, Facebooked the the station and said, we have a group that gets together and plays disc golf. We'd love to have you. We're doing it this Hmm. Saturday. And I'm unfortunately going to be out of town this weekend, going up to D.C. for my sister's birthday. But uh, I am going to, I think I'm going to go to play disc golf with
1: them. Look at you, making some new big boy friends.
0: The other part is, what happens if I don't enjoy them? Ooh. Then it's real awkward when they're messaging yeah. like the station, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Do I go here? Do I go there? Uh, but disc golf sounds fun. I'm into that.
1: I don't know much about this disc golf, and it's far too cold to play outside right now, if you ask me. But so y- your your bottom line is here that you want to make some friends, some right. male friends, but you don't know how to go about it. Now, here's one cool thing about my situation, anyway. So, um, like I said, I'm about 32 years old, and I have two kids. So the cool thing for me is, you know, because you said I don't go out bar crawl or whatever and hang out with dudes anymore. And I still have my super tight group of friends, but mm-hmm. how often mean, you, how often are you like hanging out with your? We go to a lot of shows. Friends? We go to a lot of shows. Okay. Um, my best friend, his name is Kirk. He lives in Richmond. So I go to a lot of shows in Richmond, the ones that don't come here anyway, and then shows that don't go to Richmond, he'll come here. We go to shows quite often, to be honest with you. Like When a big movie comes out, we're both like Star Wars nerds. We'll go see that together and all that kind of cool stuff. So um, in any event, the cool thing about having kids is when your kids make friends with other people, Mm -hmm. then you get exposed to their parents, and sometimes their friends will have cool dads too, and then I can become buddy-buddy with them, and that has happened with a few people that we live with in our in our neighborhood here. Because um, I'm not a, a neighbor who's just going to go door to door and say, hey, new hey how are you? So my kids started making friends at school, and now we meet their parents when they put together the little play dates or whatever, and then that's how I get exposed to new people. And, you know, some of these dudes are really cool and we'll hang out. So that kind of works out in my situation. But for you, who you're 23 years old or whatever, yeah, I don't know how you really go about that, especially, like you said, you're not the kind who's going to go out to the bars anyway. And how do you pick up a friend at a bar? Like, that's just weird. If you went up to another dude and started chatting up with him, He's gonna think you're on Grinder, not Tinder, and right, then you're not looking friender. for some looking for some action. <laughs> uh, so that's gonna make the whole thing even more awkward. So yeah, when you're not in school, I I don't know how you necessarily go about trying to be buddy buddy with people. Maybe you look in the office, find some dudes around there who you might want to hang out. With.
2: Hold on, hold that on, I'm the perfect reaction
0: made. to this. Hold on, that face you made. Oof.
1: There's some cool dudes in promo.
0: Who there is some are there's some cool age? Some cool people. I just don't know about hanging out outside. I have friends. I wanted to be known like you know uh, one of the guys who used to work here, Lee, is like probably my best yeah. friend. We hang out a decent amount. But it's like finding people that to do things that I don't normally do. And someone brought up yeah, uh like doing it. sports leagues and I can't do softball because they take it way too serious. Like they that is yeah, life or guys death in out there. Softball, Ooh.
1: man. I don't get it. And I went to the bowling alley for the first time in years, a couple of months ago and Men take bowling way too serious. The guys who do that, the guys who do softball, it's like they're just very unhappy with life, and all they have is
0: softball. Right, and if you ruin it for them, great. They have nothing left, and they're going to let you know about it. And it's just sad because of the guys who used to be really good
1: athletes back in the day, back when they were in school, and they they still got it. Mm -hmm. And it's just a sad state of affairs to watch these old guys play softball. It really, truly is. So, yeah, you're in a tough predicament, man. I don't know what to tell you about this whole thing, but you're a big gamer. So do you make like online friends?
0: I have you're like out a there decent switching it up. Of course I have a decent amount of online friends. Uh yeah. but you have a little pen pal? Uh but then again, I mean it's not very fun to No I uh, get it. I mean, Are there like um it's not real friends.
1: You know, they say the whole uh what do they call it? Like uh sports gaming thing. There's a name for it. The you got uh, this,
0: uh, leagues?
1: I guess. Like, there's leagues for that. Are there any... Is there anything local? Like, are there, like, video game groups? So,
0: there, I, I've actually... If there's any business owners, reach out to me. I have a great idea. And I'm going to give it to you now. I, I just want it to happen. I don't care. I don't have the money to do it. And they're popping up everywhere. They're like called, like, LAN cafes. Because someone... In order to, like, game on a PC, you have to have, like, a really, really nice PC. And it's expensive. But there's these cafes. There's an Austin. There I, I Maybe there's one in Richmond. I don't think so, though. There's, there's like a couple throughout where they buy, the, buy the, the setups, buy the PC setups, and you can go and play on these nice PCs, and you can bring your group of friends and play on all of them and play together, or you can be by yourself and just play with that, or they have the PS4s, they have the Xboxes, and then you just pay like a fee, and you go and play, and it's called like a land cafe. So a bunch of your friends go in there and play, they have... because. What happens when you know all your friends want to go play Call of Duty, and you have one PS4, or two PS4s? You don't want to do split screen. That stinks. Sure. So go hang out, sell alcohol, and you can um, go and uh, enjoy. Yeah. It's the it's the best idea I've ever had. And unfortunately, I don't have the the capital to make it happen. Yeah. So if there's any small business owners or people that want to be small business owners, yeah. hit me up. Let's do this thing in this one second phone.
1: We've had two great ideas, neither of which we're going to make any money off of.
0: And I hope someone does because I just want to use them. Actually, I'd be pretty upset be cool. if someone used Friendler.
1: I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised there aren't anything like that in this area because the whole video gaming thing is huge right now. Like the it tournaments is. and all that stuff. We just read a story. Uh, I think it was last week. Where was it? Somewhere in, in Texas, somewhere where they're building like a stadium just for these two
0: thousand seat arena.
1: It's crazy. So this is obviously a big thing. Yeah. So maybe you make some gamer friends.
0: You are such a
1: nerd. It rules how much of a nerd you are. That's the uh, argument I'm having with my seven-year-old, though, now. He wants to get, like, a PlayStation or an Xbox, and I'm on the fence about it because he's only seven.
0: That's a weird he... spot, man. That's yeah, a weird that spot. Yeah,
1: really early, so that's, that's the I would debate. say you maybe get him the thing, but play
0: games with him.
1: That's the thing. We would play like FIFA and like NBA 2K, whatever the whole thing is. Or get
0: him games and like he would like Lego, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. We'll play together. I feel like he's not gonna play Call of Duty or like (laughs) shooting. Grand Theft Auto. You're not gonna have him ripping hookers out of taxis.
1: No, we're definitely not gonna go down that road. But I think it could be something cool that we could do together for maybe like thirty. Or like everybody can.
0: Like uh, you know, I don't know if your wife wants to get into it and play like a Mario Kart or. But dude. That'd be guitar great. Guitar Hero, is that still a Ooh. thing? No, it's it's cheap. You can definitely get it for cheap. Rock band, get the whole drum set, get
1: the guitar, get See, the that singing. Could be fun. So that's the the ongoing debate in our house right now is when is the proper age? Let me you guess. Can you Finally, let your kid. Your wife says Mm-mm. no. Of course, of course, the wife is going <laughs> to put the kibosh on it. But the thing is, <laughs> when he goes to bed at eight o'clock, then I'm just going to want to sneak downstairs and play like Madden and Guitar Hero and stuff all night long.
0: And they're wor- you're worried about that.
1: Uh, yeah, because again, I have an addictive personality, and I don't want to open up that
0: Pandora's <laughs> box again with video games. I got he
1: was a big gamer back in the day.
0: I just got a text from an unknown source that I'm not gonna mm. tell you about. He said he calls you a nerd. But uh, ask him about his Disney obsession, which is a so, great point. Big deal, Dave a great Thompson. point. Is that
1: Dave Thompson? No, 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 it's not. All right, all right. I am, <laughs> but you know what? I only go there a couple of times a, a year. That's it's right. not like Play I'm video there every constantly. day playing games or something.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We're all we'll, uh, nerds about something. We can. Uh, bam! Thank you. Please, one more time. Go. Say that. I, I need to preach that to people constantly like oh, dude, I can't believe you high stay high up all the time playing video games what did you do last night you up watching television it's yeah, the exactly. same exact thing you morning. I'm using my we, brain a lot more than you were using watching we all much have on television. our thing and that's a-okay gaming is cool one more time say it again gaming is cool there we go well, sounds good to me 3 o'clock back tomorrow Sweet 16 games start at 7 o'clock tomorrow we'll preview those also hopefully yeah. maybe the Orioles will sign somebody else that'd be great God willing Sports Radio 850 and 96.5 FM is the home of the
2: Washington Redskins, Virginia Cavaliers, and the Washington Nationals.
0: WTAR Norfolk 2 Pocosin W 3DJ. Perfect.